Sean. If Les Miles beats everybody but Alabama, I think he stays. Creel. Dang, clean up that office. Dang. Because he ain't going to be around no more. Hankins. Jesus Christ. We're going to lose this game. We're going to lose a game Got from it. 2007. Somehow, we're going to blow this. Got a flag. Tell him, got a flag. Damn, these are some good sun chips. I should buy these more often. Uh, Florida? Georgia? Florida? 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 Now my daddy, my daddy coached the Dolphins. I don't know if I really like sushi or if I really like soy sauce. Ever heard of that Panther fan who growls at the YouTube video? Hey, Saban, what about this? Episode 56 of Throw the Flag, running through the offseason. We are live here on Radio Row with the beautiful Mall of America in Minneapolis, Minnesota. We got a big line up of guests coming through. Salim Rashid's going to be here to talk about UNICEF. James Bostic's <laughs> going to join us to talk about Food for Fatties, the uh, food delivery service that takes the guesswork out of stuff in your face. And Steve Tannehill's going to be here Steve later Tannehill. to talk about cool rat tails. This is Throw the Flag, emanating on Soup Soup Super Bowl Sunday from Radio Mid at night is the worst week of fucking sports. Oh my god, uh, the coverage! It's the worst. The, I hate Radio Row week. The worst year of the worst. The worst pro- possibly in 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 its history. Patriots versus Eagles. I can't believe it. I'm gonna root for the for the Patriots. <laughs> Oh, you. Me too. You know, I have been struggling as an Alabama fan with this very subject matter because I feel like we've crossed over to a point where hating the Patriots is hypocritical. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is. It, <laughs> it is. truly I'll is never it. get we, there on the Yankees, but I understand about the Patriots. I'm much closer on the Yankees than I am the, the Patriots just because Tom Brady. Seriously, with the Brady guys. Sure, it's, sure. It's, there, there's so many punchable faces on that team. <laughs> Gronkowski uh, is is my is my breaking ugh, point. Yeah, that's that's a problematic. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna watch the game. I'm gonna enjoy those commercials. Whoa, that's a wacky Doritos ad. <laughs> I hear Alexa's getting I didn't a new know voice. That baby could talk. My my favorite one is when someone like they have like that beer commercial, and then at the end like someone gets like hit by something. You know, like a football player like tackles them or like a dog like runs them over like Terry like, Crews yeah just out of the end it's like oh someone got hit that's a laugh right and, and then I love super serious commercial yeah like when the Clydesdales bow to the American boy. flag oh god <laughs> what if they make those fucking horses kneel this year I'll go buy, <laughs> I'll go buy a truck full of Budweiser oh my god. if those Belgians are ballsy enough to make those horses kneel during the national anthem god damn it <laughs> um <laughs> episode 56 of throw the flag we're continuing our internationally sensational offseason segment a little mm-hmm. something we like to call rating the coaches. But first, you know, I didn't bring it up uh, last week because I completely forgot. Um, Marlon Humphrey, former Alabama 
Stay out of T-Town. Secondary uh, defensive standout in the secondary. Uh, he is a Ravens. Raiders. Ravens player? Ravens. I think Ravens. Ravens, I do believe. Um, came back to Tuscaloosa and was arrested <clears throat> for... The charge was robbery, but it, was it like turned out fourth degree robbery, like the least. The it least, turned out uh, he took a. It was one below idea theft. <laughs> 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 um, turns out he took a uh, phone charger from a hotel, and but you know still goes. Sean, Sean, can I can I ask you, and and I do not mean to belabor this point, please. How much research have you done on this story? Because I've done none. I, I've done zero. I probably read the same report you did. Have you gone any deeper than that? I read more. I read over one tweets. Well, okay. The because I guess Hankins, I heard some information. Yeah, I've got, I have a little backstory yeah, go ahead, too. Creel. Go ahead, go ahead, Creel. Uh, so Marlon was in town for I don't know. It might have been for the national championship celebration parade or recruiting weekend or something, and he was taking an Uber ride home from a bar. And on the ride back to the hotel, he asked the driver, like, hey, can I borrow your cell phone charger? You know, my phone's dead. The Uber driver's like, sure, take this. And uh, they eventually get to the hotel. And instead of giving the cell phone charger back, uh, Marlon starts to walk away with it. The Uber driver's like, hey, you got my cell phone charger. And then Marlon Humphrey just walked up to his hotel room. And the Uber driver called the cops. And then that's what, that's what led to the charge. It was a stolen cell phone charger from the Uber driver. If I'm driving an Uber when the bars let out in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, oof, I am done with my night, and I don't want to <laughs> deal with the cops over a goddamn charger. I I give Marlin one star as a passenger, and I move on with my life. Yeah, that's at worst it's nine ninety nine, maybe like fifteen dollars if you get like an extended cable. Was it even a whole charger or just the? Uh, I don't know if cord. it was the cord or the like. <laughs> Cord plus like the thing that plugs into the jack. I, I lose USB cords so so many times. I I am consistently buying them from eBay and asking them for my birthday and Christmas. Um, only thirty two more shopping days until my birthday, by the way. Um, and <laughs> there are I I am in a sea of USB cords. I have three in this room. I have one in my car. I have two in my bedroom and one in the kitchen. Hey, where were you that night, Sean? Maybe this is a case of mistaken identity. Apparently, you are the USB like impresario of Alabama. I'm you always connected, stockpile. baby. Right. I am always connected. But that goes along with our uh, what we were talking about a couple weeks ago. Of if you're an Alabama graduate, don't go back. You can never go C-G-B. home again. CGB. Yeah. And if you're mm-hmm, a white mm-hmm. tight end, put that weed down, baby. Yeah, don't be touching you that. Put that reefer down. Uh, Major Tennyson, you got a great name. God, he's got a great name. It's a great name. Great name. Alabama tight end. Major Tennyson was caught for marijuana. <laughs> um, of course, if he went to school in 13 other states, it wouldn't be anything. So, um, We are... Oh, Major. Ooh, getting too political. Major Tennyson. Moving, <laughs> moving forward. Wait till Jeffrey Sessions has his way. <laughs> Jeffrey Beauregard Sessions. You know him. <laughs> um, <clears throat> rating the coaches. Third week. Oh, what, one more thing, Sean, before we please, get to that. Please, please. 
Did National Signing Day just pass? No, it's this <laughs> it's, Wednesday. It's yeah, the three first days Wednesday. Days. Yeah. Okay. Is mm-hmm. this Wednesday? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is because nobody's going to care because no. of stupid mm-hmm. early signing. It is the day. latest possible <laughs> signing day, February seventh, whatever it is, February eighth, February seventh, whatever. Um, but yeah, it's. I, I think Alabama has like six spots to give up and all those are basically ours. I hope they all go to kickers. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Apparently we uh I did see that Alabama lost a quarterback to Princeton. Oh good. Yeah, good choice by that guy though. Yeah, yeah. Let's be honest. Come on. Um if you Oh, uh, also Alabama may have Alabama is on the short list for a Temple kicker who got who was Don't injured. Want him. Do not want him. <laughs> he was he was he was injured early in uh, last year, and his, bad sign. Uh, and his uh, replacement um, basically won the job from him once he got healthy. Unseated. Yeah, him. that's and, not good. Yeah, we want the backup kicker from Temple. And, mm-hmm. That's what we need. And the ar- turn this program. And around. the article that I read on him uh, was, you know, he's not gonna he's not gonna make anything from over fifty, but he'll be very consistent in between thirty and forty five. Don't want him. Uh-uh. Just oh, just start fresh. God. Just get anybody else. Not this dude. Don't waste that scholarship on him. Mm-mm. Give him a walk. I'd rather just abandon field goals. Yeah. Before we had a guy who we definitely knew. Not good from over 50. Just go for probably it. Probably pretty good from six. <laughs> I mean, he'll, he'll, he'll make an extra point. Well, that's good. That's always good. <laughs> uh, we have a website up, ttfnetwork.com. There you can find news and notes about what's coming up with the Throw the Flag Network. Brought to you by the Brazzers Network. <laughs> as well as the most recent episodes from our shows. Um, we're taking on coaches of the Big Ten today. ACC today. Oh, yeah, the ACC. We did Big Ten. <laughs> we did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very, very kind. Matt, thank you for getting If you'd that. gone to our website, you would know that. Shit. <laughs> um, well, let's get into it, guys. Uh, first, our ranking system. Oh, yes. Thank you. Please go over it. Uh, we're going to go, go in descending order today for the, athlete, for the Athletic Coast Conference. <laughs> the Atlantic Coast Conference. Number six is the <laughs> highest that you can get. As a coach from the three of us, rename the stadium. We're going to rename the stadium after you. It doesn't get any higher until we rename, rename the stadium. Hmm. After, after you. Number five is build a statue. You got your Nick Sabans. You got your Paul Bear Bryants. You got your Wallace Wades. You got your Frank Thomases. Is there a Gene Stallings statue in Tuscaloosa? There is, yes. Okay. Um, number four. Extend the contract. We uh, we like what you're doing. We don't want anybody else to steal you. We want to keep you around for a very long time. Extend the contract. Number three, stay the course. We like what's happening. Keep doing what you're doing. If you improve, we'll extend the contract. Number two, fire the coordinators. You're in danger. You got to make some changes around here. Up Stranger danger. Up to, but not including. Wait, what? Firing the coordinators. <laughs> Got to get him out of here just to save some face. Number one is beep, beep, beep. Get on the street. We're, gonna be- we're backing up the moving trucks. We're going to kick mm-hmm, you out of mm-hmm. town. 
because you're not going to work here anymore. Oh. And number zero, a new level in our mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in our ranking system introduced by Judge Creel himself last week. Refund. We want a refund. Refund slash reparations. <laughs> yeah, there, there we go. There we go. There it is. There it is. Oh, I'd like to add one called uh, Pitcher, Pitcher, We Need a Belly Itch. <laughs> oh, that's like a taunt on the way out of town, too. <laughs> yeah, yes. If you, get a re- if you get to the refund level, you are taunted with Pitcher, Pitcher, We Need a Belly Itch. Yeah, that refund <laughs> is, way out is almost similar to throwing a brick through the window, which, which has happened yeah. before. <laughs> Actually, that's what yes. it is. Number zero yes. is yeah. Brick Through it's the Window. It's called the Bill Curry. The Bill Curry <laughs> Memorial Bill Curry. Brick Through the <laughs> Um, Hankins is the kick me sign on the back above or below the pitcher, pitcher, belly itcher. Ooh, ooh, ooh. It is a blow. It is below. I want him kicked right in the fucking kidneys. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, my God. <laughs> First up, Steve Adazio from Boston College. Seven and six, seven and six in his last two years. Uh, 58 years old. He's been there since 2013. He makes two, just above two and a half uh, per year. His overall record at the school is 31 and 33. Hankins, why don't you kick us off? I mean, I think he is a huge disappointment. <laughs> um, but he's been at least a consistent disappointment. Um, he's nosed him over. 500 the last two years, got him to a bowl. You're Boston College, guys. Um, not a whole lot you can do. So we're going to we're gonna go old number three and stay the course of Rooney this year. Um, you know, we could fire some coordinators, but none of us think it would do any good. So we're just going to ride it out. Love it. Ye- Love it. Yeah, that's a similar rating for me. I don't think – I think Hankins is correct that Boston College isn't ever going to – do better than maybe making an appearance in the ACC championship game. Uh, so this is just about as, I guess they could do a little bit better, but for me, this is still just a three. Just keep this guy, ride it out. I'm in the same way. Um, you know, he did come over from Temple with a little bit of high hopes, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. He had a buzz. I mean, he had Temple rocking and rolling. He had a, a big buzz around him. Um, and one would think with the added resources at a Boston college, you could at least produce similar to what you did at Temple, but uh, he is not. I will say, um, you know, half of your wins came in the two out of the last five years, Um, but seven and six, that's like a 10 or 11 win season at TCU. I mean, at, at, you know, at a school that's, you know, a little bit, a a little bit more prestigious, Um, but, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, I'm still going to say stay the course. Yeah, yeah. Um, jumping around here, uh, let's go to Dino Babers at Syracuse, a school that I was surprised to find out a couple months ago that Lovey Smith did not coach at. <laughs> <laughs> you were, you were very surprised. It's that orange jersey color, orange and blue and white. It's like the same three primary colors. So that's. That's forgivable. Yes, that's definitely the color that was mm-hmm. uh, that was on Sean's mind. <laughs> Is Dino Babers black? At the time he made that mistake. He's black. Yes. <laughs> oh shit! God damn it! 
<laughs> what if what if he pronounced it? Oh, we have fun on this podcast. We have fun. <laughs> what if his name was Dino? What if? He, it, it, by the way, it's Dino, actually. <laughs> First of all, I, I'm I'm very tempted to say rename the stadium because it'd be great to play at Dino Babbers Stadium, <laughs> Dino at the Babers. Dino Dome in Syracuse. Dino if Dome. If you were That's, playing at the Dino Dome mm-hmm. in Syracuse, that would be cool as shit. And a unfortunately uh, a great win for Florida State this week, but they got to go to the Dino Dome next week. And uh, <laughs> as you know, Frank, anything can, goes in the Dino. Can we Dome. just say? For the purposes of this podcast, we will rename the stadium. <laughs> stadium has been renamed. Um, I, I mean, it's Syracuse. He's, uh, he is, uh, he's eight and sixteen, two, four and eight, two seasons. P uh, stinky winky. I think the only thing that says stay the course for me is that they beat Clemson last year. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm somewhere between a three and a two. Uh, I think that four and eight at a a proud sort of historically proud Syracuse program. Not that they've done anything since in the past like fifty years, but you think with a a, a school that has I'm sure facilities and fan support and a nice indoor stadium, I'm gonna say fire the coordinators. I say you're on a short leash. Get me to a bowl game this year, and we will uh, we'll see what happens. Even at a basketball school like Syracuse, even at a basketball school, they can they can still like do like a Kentucky every now and then, win seven or eight eight games a yeah. year. That that shouldn't be unexpected. So, Syracuse should be prouder at football. They're the alma mater of Jim Brown, right. and Donovan mm-hmm, McNabb. Mm-hmm. Um, so come on, let's pull your weight around here, uh, sweet Dean. Um, and they did that thing last year where hell they were like, you know they they were doing well early. They beat Clemson, and it looks like he's finally got the tide turned, and then literally just shit and waller in the bed <laughs> for the remainder of the season and churn out identical four and eights. Come on, man. Come on, Deanie. Deanie, I need you. I need you to do better. And for that matter, all your coordinators are now fired. They're out of here. <laughs> They're out. Do you they think what jinxed him? Do you think what jinxed him was after that uh, win over Clemson? Dabo went in there and <laughs> said some little, God. some little curse. Freaking, he cursed. Never them. Dabo goes in there yeah. and puts a, a jinx on mm-hmm, him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Never yeah. again will you win a game. Hey, uh, if you play Dino's uh, Dino, if you play uh, Never Dabo's speech backwards, <laughs> it really is some sort of voodoo curse <laughs> that he put on those poor hey, kids. kids. How did the uh, how, did, how did the speech from uh, Coach Swinney go after the after the game? I wasn't allowed. Oh, it was uh, it was pretty good, Coach. Uh, you know, he's very motivational. You know, he's very respectful. It, it was really cool to be in the same room as him and you know hear those words come in his mouth. Um, he blew some weird powder into all of our faces, <laughs> and he rubbed goat's blood all over the locker. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, he said something about our firstborns at some point. He brought in a guy named Papa know. Legba that danced that danced that danced around. He danced around. No, he danced around <laughs> the locker room. Oh god. Hey, now let me know what you think about this. This could be an SNL bit, but you have Dino and Dabo in the same room, and then <laughs> oh. Dino says. You can call me Dino, and then Dabo goes. You can call me Dabo, and it just goes back and forth for like two and a half minutes. Um, I'm not saying it's good, but I'm saying that is a. I am. It's workable. I'm saying it's good. <laughs> that that is an SNL in the like 
Janine Garofalo, Chris Elliott era caliber. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's essentially David Letterman's Oprah Uma yeah. speech from or, from monologue from the mm-hmm. Oscars. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's at least that good. Yeah. You can call me Dino. <laughs> you can call me Dabo. Adino, Adabo, Adino, Adabo. Austin Pepper Let's Corporation. Call the whole thing mm-hmm. off. <laughs> uh, Larry Fedora over at North Carolina. Um, his name gets Minister of Cool Hats. <laughs> Lawrence Fedora. Um, Fifty-five years old. He's been at North Carolina. He came over from Southern Miss, right? Yes, he was very uh, good at Southern Miss. Had like eleven he- win seasons there. He's been he's been in uh, at, at North Carolina since 2012. Strung together some respectable seasons. One of them was not last year at three and nine. Um, <laughs> you know he had he had Gene Chiswick with him for for a number of years as uh, as a coordinator. Um, Forty three and thirty four overall at the school. Um, you know that that record looks a lot better at the end of the 2016 season when it's you know forty and twenty five. Um, but after this year, I, you know, very rarely do I, would I say fire the coordinators after one bad year. But if you follow a three and nine year after eight and five, um, you got to find something else. I'm giving him a two. Yeah, that's Ooh, similar for wrong. me. When when he lost Chizik, he lost some mojo on that defense. So he has got to fire whoever took over and right the ship. So yeah, that's a two also for me. Uh, That's sort of a a weird trend because kind of like with Kentucky football, basketball, this is a basketball-rich tradition school, but uh, three and nine should not cut it. So, Mm -mm. Man, I am torn on this one Um, because I want to give him some benefit for having to deal with all of the extracurricular, the academic stuff, all that shit that was coming down. I want to give him some credit for that. But he also had a quarterback who was taken, like, number two in the draft. Mm -hmm. And I want to punish him for that. (laughs) Um, I'm going to stay the course this year with the edict that we are going to skip firing the coordinators next year and if you bonehead this mm-hmm, one up mm-hmm. you are all, you're out on your damn I mean hat. he had a quarterback that was taken too very surprisingly and controversially I don't still was though yeah. what what still what did you, what did you call him at the at the Scottsboro studios last year bitch true <laughs> bitch true shit ski I think it was that's what it was that you know what that's what it was Bitch, true shitsky. North Carolina grad. Um, uh, moving, moving, staying in state. North uh, Dave Dorian, Dave Doran at North Carolina State University. Go Wolfpack! Ow, ow, ow. Um, flirted with Tennessee this offseason basically to get a new extension. Um, they love them there. I say stay the course because staying the course is basically already a close to a four with them. But if he keeps playing schools against um, NC State for a newer contract every couple of years before it's time, he's just going to turn into Jimbo Fisher without the ring. Hmm. Hmm. Well, you know what? I live by one simple rule. No fatties. Never turn your back on the wolf. <laughs> you just don't turn your back. On the Wolf Pack. In wrestling um, and in football. He's sh- in wrestling and in football. And he's had, he's shown improvement. 
you're not wrong about anything you said, Sean, but I believe he's as good as they're going to get. 46 years old. And the court, the courtship of Eddie's father is going to continue <laughs> every year with this dude. Um, if, cause if he goes, if he improves that by one win next year, he gets to 10 wins. Somebody's coming after him. Yeah. So I'm going to extend that old tract. I'm going to extend it. They have him. They have him for pretty cheap too. He's making just over two a million. Yeah. Two a mil. Two yeah. a million dollars. Two a million. Yeah. I'm somewhere between three and four. Uh, I'll, I'll stick with a three. I think you're right that people will flirt with him, but you know, I think that if they lost him, Yippee. I think they could get somebody in there that could just uh, do just as well. So, how would they flirt with him, Matt? They'd be like, "Hey, Dave Doran, that's that's a double D. I've got a hooker in the car with some double D's. If you come to my school, if you catch my drift." <laughs> Uh, also, how you flirt with people at bars, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, I just like to watch, so that's why you know. I offer them a hey, hey, young lady, I've got a hooker in the car. Exactly. <laughs> if you catch my drift, <laughs> sometimes they, they don't get it though, you know. So you gotta, yeah, yeah wink you, and you nod, mm-hmm. hit him over the head with a neon sign, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bronco Mendenhall. Uh, over at Virginia, hired. This is, he just ended his second year there, making just about three and a half. Um, he was, you know, an exciting hire for Virginia to hopefully turn around the program. Two years, you know, he his first year there in 2016, he went two and ten, improved Ooh. on that, improved on that dramatically with six and seven last year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's on the upswing. If you're Virginia, you're not going to make any. Uh, knee-jerk reactions with your coach based on your recent results or your recent history at, with winning, your, rec- your recent relationship with winning football games. Um, Bronco Menhall came over from BYU? Correct, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, a, a winner there. He left a successful program to come over to Virginia. Um, and I think they'll, they'll give him a couple years. I'm, I'm giving him a, a stay the course. Yeah, we're going to ride this Bronco out. We're just going to ride him. Ride him, cowboy. That's a three. <laughs> also how you flirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, same for me. I have no faith that he's going to really do anything at Virginia. But what are you going to do? <laughs> he, what are you going to do? Coming over from the BYU Broncos. Broncos? Mm-mm. They are the Cougars. <laughs> the Cougars. Hey, hey, that's who I like to flirt with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he should he should change his name to whatever the mask. Hello, is. lady, who's like two years older than me. <laughs> what up? <laughs> oh man, remember Cougar Town? Oh, no, the Courtney Cox. No. So, that yeah. was a show yeah. full of really embarrassing people. <laughs> um, staying in state, as we like to do. Virginia Tech, Jason Fuente, Spanish for Ooh, caliente, Spanish for not Frank Beamer. Uh, Forty-two <laughs> years old, also uh, in going into his third year at his at his school. Uh, makes three, just about three and a half. A l- much more successful than his counterpart at Virginia. Um, his first year at Virginia Tech went ten and four. Uh, Took a tiny step back this year, nine, uh, uh, with nine and four. 
Um, 19 and eight overall at Virginia Tech. I mean, I, I think that's, those are Frank Beamer numbers. You know, that is a, you know, a moderate year for Frank Beamer for 30 years, basically. I say extend the contract with Justin Afuente. Yeah, also, that's a four for me, Sean. I think that this is a, somebody that they need to lock in who's young, who has some success. Uh, make that commitment to him, and it will pay dividends. Ay, Dios mío. Son las un cuatro para mí as well. <laughs> At first I was like, holy crap, do you speak Spanish? <laughs> His friend- I will say, I do think he's done, I think he's done a really good job there. Um, he had people believe that they were going to beat Clemson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they didn't. Oh, that was fun. <laughs> people believed it. Oh, God. And it, it gave ESPN an excuse to show 90 minutes of stadium entrances. Oh, God. <laughs> Wait, didn't Clemson <laughs> but, beat the know, shit out of him? Beat the brakes off yeah, of him. Yeah, yeah. Just wore that ass out. Um, <clears throat> well, fours across the board for uh, Virginia Tech. Uh, let's wade back into the, the lesser known, more boring names. Dave Clawson at Wake Forest. Um, he's been there since 2014. He makes just under 2 million. He's 21 and 29 in, uh, four years at Wake Forest. I, I just, I mean, he's eight and five, seven and six in the past two years. It's Wake Forest. Unless, yeah. unless Tim yeah. Duncan do what can, doing, uh, can strap on a helmet. Do what you're doing. And, uh, I'm going three. Just do what you're doing. Yeah, do a three. Do a three. It'll be a f- four for me a because four. the – That's not uh, wrong. That's not – that, that program is just – they are the smallest uh, sort of football school in the conference. I know that the enrollment at the school is like five or 6,000 like for the entire university yeah. – so they are essentially like the smallest fish in the pond. So having just a little bit of success like this, I think you lock this guy in. So that'll be a four for me. Wow. Wow. Krill's not wrong. They did beat a wounded Florida State last yeah. year. <laughs> An extremely <laughs> wounded Florida State. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's... And as we learned, nobody should get credit for beating Florida State. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, moving on to Pittsburgh, I was actually pretty surprised that Pat Narduzzi, a, or really any Pittsburgh coach, um, was making less than $2 million a year. He's been there since 2015. Um, he, he is 21-17 and 17 in three years at Pitt. Again, I, I know so little about the school. They surprised Miami. Pittsburgh always seems to be good for one upset a year. But, you know, they went from 8-5 and five to 5-7. and seven. I think Pitt could actually be a contender for, you know, to at least make a conference championship, you know, back in like the Larry Fitzgerald days. Um, but I mean, you know, I'm, I'm actually just going to, I'm, uh, I'm going to give Pat Narduzzi a two. Ooh, we're firing those coordinators. You can do better. You're better. You're um, better than this, Pat. It's been three years. I was very shocked to find out that his name was Pat Narduzzi and not Patton our doozy, as I had thought it was for lo these many years. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Pat Nard. <laughs> um, but man, they had a deep regression this year. They were a school that was, you know, they thought they'd build off that eight and five. They beat Penn State last year, right? And everybody thought that that was going to, and they beat Clemson last year them. too. 
Yes, they did. Mm-hmm. They're really good at upsetting teams who have something going for them. But when they play bums like themselves, they just play down to that level. Um, I'm going to give him a three this year because I'm just going to count last year as an aberration and let him figure it out. But uh, I'm watching you, Patton. I am watching you. Yeah, I think you've both kind of hit this it's somewhere be- or between a two or a three. I'll just lean towards two and say uh, – you gotta you gotta make a bowl every year. Uh, so mm-hmm. not wrong. Three. You are the school of Dan Marino. You should make a bowl every year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I remember. <laughs> I still remember watching a a clip package of Dan Marino's like you know a uh, ESPN like who's number one or something like that. It, Creel and I were in um <clears throat> were in uh, in Tuscaloosa in our dorm and. You know, it's just a, a highlight film of Dan Marino, who's never won a Super Bowl, and it's just completion after completion after completion for touchdown, for touchdown, for touchdown. And Creel looks over at me and goes, wow, Dan Marino is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, somewhere down this offseason, we should have a segment called Weird Tidbits That You Remember and You Don't Know Why. <laughs> because anytime someone mentions Pitt University, I think of – I would assume I had to be listening to some interview or some broadcast, but I mean, it was this was many, many years ago, so long ago that I'm like, I don't even know what I could have been listening to. But they were talking about someone who was recruiting for Pitt, and they did a very good Dan Marino impersonation, and so they would just call recruits' houses and leave a message on the answer machine and say, hey, this is Dan Marino, you should go to Pitt. <laughs> and that I, that's all I remember of that story. <laughs> I have I don't know where it was, when it was, who it was, but that is literally all I remember of that. Story. That might be why Pitt has failed to attract top flight recruits since Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> if their recruiting pitches are, hey, you should go to Pitt. Yeah, that doesn't scare people. Maybe just... nobody's really cracked the code on the Fitzgerald impersonation yet. <laughs> oh, oh lordy. Gosh. Um well, let's and you know, speak this is Tony Dorsett. <laughs> you should go. To I know Pitt. I sound a lot like Dan Marino. You should definitely go to Pitt. <laughs> go to Pitt. Hey, what, hey, uh, hey, Jim. What are some uh, impressions that you can do? <laughs> well, I can, I can do Dan Marino. Okay, well, let's let's hear Dan Marino. Hey, this is Dan Marino. You should go to Pitt. <laughs> well, who, who else, who else can you do? Well, I can do, um, <laughs> I can do David Letterman. Okay, well, what's your David Letterman? <laughs> Hey, this is David Letterman. You should go to Pitt. Okay, well, do, do you know any other... Can you do any other impressions? Yeah, I can do Jim Carrey. Okay, let's hear your Jim Carrey. All righty then. <laughs> you should go to Pitt. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, speaking of segments that we should do in the future, I definitely want to do something this offseason about... Going what to Pitt? What the... <laughs> <laughs> We should go to Pitt. We should, we should go do the show Road from Pitt. Pitt. University Live of Pittsburgh. From Pittsburgh. Um, we um, <laughs> shout out to faithful listener Ryan from Pittsburgh and his lovely wife Abby. Um, no, I, I want to do a something about uh, Mark Richt and just is he actually? Do we give Mark Richt too much shit? And speaking of Mark Rick. No. That's a short episode. No. <laughs> he is next in Miami. Um, 
We should do a bit where it's Mark Richt and Frank Wright. And one should say, you can call me Rick. You can call me Wright. That can work. We can weave that in, yeah. Probably cannot work. Mark Richt uh, entering his third year, making $4 million in uh, at Miami. Um, he is 19-7 and seven in two years in Coral Gables. Nine and four season, a ten and three season. Oddly familiar at what he did yeah. at Georgia. Um, <laughs> I'm a nice guy. <laughs> nice guy, ten wins. Nice guy, ten he wins. We'll have ten wins. Um, I don't know if it's been evident, but I've been trying to change the batteries in my mouse for the past thirty minutes. Um, oh, I thought you and, said mouth. I thought that was whoa. <laughs> My batteries Here's are our running robot low. host, Sean Majors. Um, you know, meet, meet, moot, moot. Oh, God. Anyone else with the results that, that Mark Rick has shown in Coral Gables? I would say extend sure. I would say extend the contract, but this is Mark Rick. Um, if you extend the contract, you're in danger of falling into the same trap Georgia did with him for 100 years. Yeah, I agree. No one's going to come and steal this dude. Uh, so this is just a three. No one wants this dude. God this is a, a semi-good oh. fit. He's got the gimmick of turn, turnover chain. So this is just a three. <laughs> Don't lock this guy in. Just just keep him. He's yours. I was so ready to give him a four until Creel said, nobody's coming to get him. Mm-hmm. And he's so it's true. right. Um, it's absolutely I true. I think what he's done at Miami is, is admirable. Sure. Um, he hasn't paid for one abortion. Miami, that's Al Golden Fruity. We gooey, fresh and fruity. Slam of the week. But Miami was and also ran for much of the last decade. They they just existed. Since Larry Coker. Um I think he gave them I mean, they were a legitimate title contender for the majority of this season. Sure. Um, they stumbled once, and then they kind of kept falling their face a little bit. He's improved on his win total up to that standard uh, Mark Rick Mendoza line of 10 mm-hmm, wins. Mm-hmm. Um, I tell you what I don't like so much in this is looking across the board at the scoring, uh, the, the offensive output, and the defense allowance. They are damn near even. Yeah, year over year, and you would think with as much uh, rub as they got this year, they got so you know, a lot, of, a lot of their points per game, well, not a lot, but, you know, with the turnover chain and just everyone going nuts, you'd think that their defense would, would have shown some sort of big jump uh, in points allowed per game, and it didn't happen because they went from 20 last year to 22 this year in defensive points allowed per game. So it's just, maybe it's just not there yet. It was a good little uh, marketing gimmick, but when you look at the numbers, it's just not there. Yeah, they they could be. And I, I don't. I hate to keep drawing the Georgia parallels, but this year from Miami could have been similar to the year we saw at Georgia. In that, I think both of them are a year away from being final form. Um, I think Georgia sort of. I think they might have overachieved just a little bit this year, and I think Miami might have too. Um, so yeah, we're going to stay the course. I look for it to get better though. I okay. can't believe we won that. And he did games. grow that kick-ass goatee. Yeah, he did. He did. He's really embracing that uh, that South Florida culture. 
He's cool guy. He is. He looks deep down in his heart. He's cool. He guy. looks like an extra on an episode of Dexter. That is that is peak Miami right there. <laughs> um, moving on up to to the Peach State to Hankins Community. Paul Johnson. At Georgia Tech. Man, they love Paul Johnson at Georgia Tech. Love him. You know, we, we say a lot about a lot of schools. That's the best that they'll get. Um, can Georgia Tech compete, though, in the ACC with a coup coaching get, like a, a, an Urban Meyer or Dabo or a Jimbo or a Nick Saban? Anyone that's a proven winner, would that change anything in Atlanta? Or do they need, a, need, a, cha- do they need a, a new stadium before they need a new coach? No, they don't – like, the thing about Tech is this. Um, so, think about Stanford, right? They're an academics first school mm-hmm. out west. Um, their main competition is UCLA and USC, you know, right there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But there is California's worth of talent to go around. So, you can you can – if you figure out a thing that you can do – which is play power football, you can win out there like that. They've done that. Paul Johnson has done essentially the same thing in Atlanta. Yeah. But instead of having all of California, he has Georgia certainly is a rich recruiting state. But my God, everybody's got their hooks in it. Yeah. Um, I think, personally, what should happen is he should move upstairs. I think he is a calming influence on the program. I think he runs a good ship. Um, you don't ever hear a bunch of bullshit coming out. Yeah. And if they found a coach, if they could find a proven winner that didn't have to run that stupid option, because I think that dumb option is there's a ceiling on it. Um, yeah. And I know why he does it. I know exactly why he does it, because that's the talent you can get based on the academic standards that those guys have to hit. But there are people who have proven to be able to do it at Notre Dame. Um, people, Stanford has done it a little better than Georgia Tech has. So I think he technically should move upstairs, uh, be the AD, and find a guy who can run a system similar enough to get it done. Because I think they can compete in the ACC. There's not a, so, such a daunting task. I think they're on the opposite side of Clemson, right? As we know, the ACC is so deep, according to Danny Cannell. So. Well, also true. That's true. <laughs> I forget about the Cannell Index. So, yeah, but for the purposes of this exercise – I think you just stay the course because firing, having him not involved with the program at all is bad. Makes sense to me. I'm, I'm at a 3-2. Paul Johnson, one of three ACC coaches that have been there since 2008. Uh, 60 years old. He makes just over two and a half. He's 75 and 54 since then, which, yeah. I mean, he, he went 9-4 and four in 2016. Five and six last year, but yeah, I'm I'm a three as well, Creel. And he convinced Calvin Johnson to come to Georgia Tech. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand any of it. Yeah, this is. Uh, I think Hankins said a lot of the good points that he does about as good as he can do with the talent. Uh, maybe they could make a, a bit of a change, but I don't think they will. I think the dude wants to coach, so we'll keep him as a three. I don't know if they could really do a whole lot better because I think, you know, historically they'll have like a nine win season and then follow it up with a losing season. So I think that's, I think that's 
just about as good as they can do. So it's a three. Lock him in. No, this isn't lock him and in. This is stay, weird... stay the sea. Yeah, yeah. It's such a weird thing because I can't. I don't know if there is another instance like this in the country um, where you're in a different conference and you're in a different city than the big state school, but you are clearly second fiddle in your own town. Right. He's second to the Georgia Bulldogs in Atlanta, where his school is. You know, Alabama and Auburn certainly. Right now, they're second uh, in their own stadium. Yes, to the to well, the Atlanta yes. United. <laughs> Atlanta United, baby, we run that place. Um, but you know, Montgomery. There are pockets of Alabama that are clearly Auburn towns, mm-hmm. just clearly. Um, and when one school is up, yeah, when one school is up. Those will multiply a little bit. There's nothing Tech can do. Like, when I meet a Georgia Tech fan here, I'm like, huh? I look at them funny, like, huh? Um, really? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he that that job is one of the more unique ones in the country. Because I can't think of that anywhere else where you're, a major, you're a, in a major conference um, and you still are second fiddle mm-hmm. to everything else in the state. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, you know, I had to check this. And Georgia State has a better stadium than he does. Where does Georgia State play? They play in the tur- in Turner Field now. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> At least they're actually doing something with Turner Field. Wait, sure. that's old Braves, right? That's the, that's the, yeah, the stadium before. Okay. Fulton County was number one. They tore it down, beat, built Turner for the Olympics. Oh, okay. Braves took up residence, and now the Braves have moved to Cobb County. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, Hankins, I hate to bring it up, but I, I was going to say the same thing, and I had to check it for myself. But Calvin Johnson attended and had left Georgia Tech before Paul Johnson got there. Oh, no. Oh, four to 06. His career at Georgia Tech. God, Calvin Johnson, man, we're old as shit. In my mind, Paul Johnson's been at Georgia Tech for 40 years. Yeah, <laughs> seems like it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, yeah, I think, you know, the spread, it just, it people have caught up to the spread and, ha- and have caught up for several years, and it, the novelty wears out. It has worn out, I think, and I, I think Higgins, I, I think you're right. He needs, uh, he needs to do basically what Wisconsin does with their head coaches yep. and athletes. Athlete yes. Um, yep. Going, uh, going further south to Tallahassee, the classiest part of the state. Willie Tagger, in his third consecutive first year at a school. <laughs> oh, slick Willie. <laughs> Um, he, he went from, was it USF or UCF, Creel? He was USF to Oregon to Florida State. Uh, bounced around so much, I don't know who else Florida State could have gone for, but Willie Taggart was identified as their top choice even before Jimbo, uh, threw his Christmas tree out on the street. Um, there's, there's nowhere else that Willie Taggart is going to go after this, you know, next year that's bigger than Florida State for him, so... Um, I mean, he's he's the only new coach in the in the conference. I, I it's a stay the course. See what he did the first year for me. Agreed. That's a solid three for me as well. See what let's see what happens. You know, he doesn't have to happens. do a whole lot yeah. to turn it around because they were such a disaster this year. So get him back to a bowl game and then maybe 
two years down the road, uh, compete with Clemson to win the division. The second highest paid coach in the conference, $5 million. That's crazy. That is crazy that he's making $5 million. <laughs> Willie Taggart. Um, yeah, because he didn't necessarily he didn't necessarily light on light the world on fire at Oregon. Like it was a, I think they went seven and six this past year. So yeah, wasn't there several like player discipline issues while he was there too? I, I think he killed one too. Yeah, the training or something, the spring practice. There was a heart attack or something. Yeah, I like think that. they had a guy die during spring training. Or mm. a bush killed a guy. That's mm. a three. But just because there's no other options. Oh, there are options. Ask Kerm Edwards. Y'all there are already options, fired yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you could throw a brick in that window and maybe tape a note on that brick. You know, say some stuff. Yeah, reuse the language that Creel used for Kevin Sumlin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome to Throw the Flag, where we just accuse of every, each other of being racist. <laughs> All day, every day. Every Sunday... On your podcasting app. Um, from the highest paid, or second highest paid to the least highest paid in the conference, uh, David Cutcliffe at Duke Nukem University. Um, yeah, I, I do want to say he, <laughs> I've been he, reading. he could be making more than 1.7, but since it's a private school, the numbers are fudgy. So I think he's worth more than that. Oh, yeah, that's right. How, where, where'd you see that? Where'd you find that figure? I think USA Today had like a, a long list. But he might not have been on the list, and I just had to Google it, and I just took like whatever like yeah. Charlotte Times said for him or something like that. David Cutcliffe, sixty-three years old. He's been at Duke since two thousand eight. Um, he makes allegedly one point seven million a year. He's been fifty-nine and sixty-seven since two thousand eight at Duke. Seven and six last year. Uh, four and eight and sixteen, which is I believe the year that they beat Notre Dame at Notre Dame. I think they did, yeah. Um, I think that was 16. Mm-hmm. You know, he is – I'm in my heart, it's an extend the contract, but if we're going by the – just the, the, the language of these, of these levels, I'm going to say stay the course. You know what? Yeah, I'm, giving think... him, I'm, I'm giving him an extend the contract slash raise. That's a four Okay. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with a four. I think uh... – I think this this is about as this is as good as Duke can get. Someone that's knowledgeable, someone that won't lose their head, someone that's classy. Uh, by all accounts, uh, everyone likes the guy. He runs a clean program uh, for Duke University, which is a basketball school. For every other year, for the football team to make a bowl game is great. Uh, four or five years ago they made the ACC championship game they got drilled by Florida State but he at least got them there which is I know that was four or five years ago but I think that can happen with Duke is every five years put together a magical run so it'll be a four for me as well because I think he deserves it I am going to take his contract Mm. and I'm going to scratch out the end date, Mm. and I'm going to write the infinity symbol. Whoa. And I'm going to tell David Cutcliffe, you are here as long as you (laughs) want to be. And when you're done coaching, you're still going to be here. We're not letting you go. I think he lends an air of credibility to that program. He loves them. Mm -hmm. Love it. 
I love it. I love it. You know what? Uh, next year, Ozzy Newsom's gonna be available. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, has he has he said that he's leaving? Yeah, he said next, he's doing next one year. more year. Mm-hmm. We just we just hired a young AD. Alabama's not firing him and getting Ozzy Newsom. I wish they would, but anyway, go back to Duke. Well, there's a lot of other schools. Oh yeah, true. <laughs> there's a lot of other places. True, true, true. <laughs> yeah, but I think he's a four with a bullet. Um, I, you know, he's an underrated coach, but he, you know, he's the best Duke. I, I think is going to get. Um, I just think that Duke is not a laughing stock as long as David absolutely exactly. is attached to mm-hmm. it. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and you know, there was there was a great article. Uh, no, like a, a year and a half ago, it was November 2016 on Bleacher Report from Matt Hayes about how cheating is a fact of life. Um, and it spends a fair amount. Uh, it's it, like this weird piece where like a bunch of coaches kind of spoke off the record or, you know, uh, on background about how cheating is all, all over the place. And, you know, it's just something you have to deal with. And I know this guy that does it. I know this guy that does it. Uh, it spends a fair amount on Cutcliffe not cheating. Because he's at Duke, he has the time to build a program without the pressure of boosters because it's a private school or the expectation of a national championship in three years. Um, it's pretty good. Uh, and, you know, I, I think that's, you know, that's exactly the environment where Cutcliffe um, thrives, and I think it's the perfect place to him. I would say build a statue, but I don't know if there's room at that stadium for a statue. <laughs> yeah, I was. You had to put it right at turn three. <laughs> you can't, I don't Can you build a statue on Blacktop? <laughs> I, Sean, I read that same article and I thought it was a little bit weird that Cutcliffe was quoted as saying, "Eating ain't cheating." <laughs> that a little weird. Did he really say that? <laughs> Damn it! No. Damn it! You fucking the article. The article. <laughs> this... well, <laughs> stop! Stop! Everybody stop! Everybody stop! Everybody just stop! Everybody stop! Hey, Sean, gullibles in the dictionary. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes laughing at a joke is not enough. <laughs> you have to Sometimes you need it. to pause and acknowledge that that was a masterful piece of comedy right there by our own Matt Creel. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. Really well done. Really well done. <clears throat> I'm extending your contract. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. I'm building a statue. Mm. That article. Make it, out, make it out of pretzel nuggets so it's an eatable statue. <laughs> oh, pretzel nuggets and fucking room temperature mellow mm-hmm. yellow. <laughs> yeah, I want well, a statue uh, is a mellow yellow can frame. <laughs> and we're going to adorn it with pretzel nugs. Oh, my God. May your pretzel nug be ever full and some dank nugs am i right mm-hmm. guys so true. Mm-hmm. so true that article is cheat <laughs> cheat name eaten by <laughs> Dave, david fuckcliffe <laughs> <laughs> the article by matt hayes from november 2016 which was a horrible month all around for the country cheat or go home inside the dysfunctional hell of becoming a college football coach um we'll put that up on twitter at ttf football um, mm-hmm. so everybody's, I, everybody's a four or what, yeah. what, what were you for? Oh, sorry. Yes. Hanks, four. Yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of fucking, <laughs> <laughs> let's head on, head on over to Louisville. Bobby Petrino in his second stint at, at Louisville. Um, he's actually, he's actually, he ended his fourth year there. Uh, he's making four and a half million after, um, trying to escape the school 
by going to Auburn, <laughs> then eventually escaping the school by going to the Falcons, then leaving the Little Falcons did he know midseason. That to escape a school, you don't need a plane, you just need a motorcycle. <laughs> and then, of course, everybody remembers his colossal flame out at Arkansas, uh, sleeping with a... What was she? She was she was like a volleyball assistant coach. A bad bitch. Somebody in the <laughs> athletics department. Yeah. Um, who was engaged to somebody that was also in the athletics department. Got mm-hmm. into a motorcycle crash. Uh, really something. Really, really something. Not having any pride at all, Louisville welcomed Bobby Petrino back after a couple years off in 2014. He's gotten 75 and 27 since then. So pride be mm-hmm. damned. There's only... That, that- that record is is combined with his first stint. Oh, he, okay, he lit it okay. on fire that first stint, and the second stint hasn't gone sw- as swimmingly as well. Nine but. and four and eight and five in the last two years. He mm-hmm. makes four and a half, which is a little high. I mean, I you know he's he's definitely had the luxury of having Lamar Jackson. He has explosive offenses wherever he goes. But there'll be a real test without Jackson next year. I say stay the course. But if you know if there's a six and six years on the horizon, and I think there could be, we're going to a two next year for me sean i i think uh, you you uh, made it known that he had a heisman trophy winning quarterback last year and then this year uh he couldn't get over he couldn't get to 10 wins either year for me I'm this s- is a one I'm you had the best player whoa. in the country two years nice in a row guy. wow you couldn't even win the division Damn. much wow. less a bowl Damn. game wow. against mississippi state Damn. who had their backup quarterback and a interim coach and they laid an egg wow so this is the one Damn. this dude Damn, he lost his mojo lost the mojo Damn, he's making some good no good points. get rid of it to follow Shit. to follow up eating ain't cheating with this you're on a roll my friend mm-hmm. he completely changed how i thought about this whole scene all right let me weigh it out real quick okay one heisman trophy winner mm-hmm. winner mm-hmm. With same Heisman Trophy winner, who I still think was the best individual player in college football this year, True. was lost one more game than the year prior. Scored lost scored six game, less points this year than he did. Scored six less points and gave up five more points. Um, <laughs> makes four and a half million a year. State, makes four and a half million a year and opens up as a 30-point underdog for his opening game next year against the Crimson Tide Mm -hmm. of Alabama. Mm -hmm. So here's what I'm going to do, guys. I'm going to give him a three, and I'm going to stay the course until after the opening game (laughs) next season. And if if he gets blown out, if they get treated like everyone else has in the opening game against Alabama, I'm not waiting around. You're okay. out of here. All right. What if so they you think cover if he, the if he could, Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, if they lose by 17, he stays. Lose by 31, he's cover, gone. If that spread remains 30 and he doesn't cover, you're out. And I'm like, if it is if it is your typical 24-7 to 7 Alabama Python grip, you got to go. It has to be something else. It has to be a competitive game in the fourth quarter in order for me to be like, all right, we're on the right track. Because if you're not, if if getting to where you can compete with Alabama, and there are several programs who clearly can, 
If getting if you're Louisville and you're paying four and a half million dollars to a coach, and the goal is not to compete at the Alabama level, what are we doing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, what are we doing here, guys? What are we doing? What are we doing here? We're rating the coaches, I think. <laughs> to wrap up rating the coaches, the highest paid, long tied for the longest serving, and fourth youngest coach in the conference, former Alabama grad, national championship winning, Dabo Swinney. 48 years old. Been there since 2008. He makes upwards of $6 million a year. He is 101 and 30 during his time at Clemson. He uh, 12, 12 and 2 last year, made the, uh, made the playoffs, coming off a national championship winning campaign in 2016. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll start off. Um, and I am going to say, actually, <clears throat> build the statue. For bringing to Clemson what one other coach has in its history, build the statue. Touch the rock, Ipte, build the statue. Yeah, Sean, I, you hit on everything. Uh, they've won the ACC three straight years. They've been in the playoffs three straight years. We all knew they would have a step back this year with a loss to Deshaun Watson. It didn't really seem to trip him up too much uh, because they won the ACC. They were the number one team going into the playoffs. Uh, the offense did have a step back, but the defense was much more phenomenal this year. They're going to be great next year. This train will not stop. So uh, if they haven't started building that statue, Start passing around the hat at the the in the collection plate, man. Get this dude a statue. That's a get, five. Get that T in Ipte to mean twenty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Instead of ten. <laughs> thanks for thanks for fixing my number there, Hankins. Hey, I'm I'm here for you, buddy. <laughs> um, he won a national championship in Clemson, South Carolina. Clem dog. The. The second school in South Carolina, which is already small, um, he reloaded a team that lost, uh, what, would we all agree that Deshaun Watson is certainly one of the ten best players that we've ever seen? Yeah, mm-hmm. He's definitely. You know, without, without a big argument, they clearly, I can't think of ten, in our lifetimes, not going back to the BoJack, we miss Bo and all, you know. But in our days of understanding what this is, he's he's one of the top ten uh, that I've ever seen uh, to reload and get back to the playoff. Show signs of this thing continuing. Yeah, anything else is just beating the beating a dead horse. It's a five at least. Yeah, I it's at so least too. a five with an option to and name it Dabo Swinney Field. Absolutely. And, you know, with the specter that we've talked about many times, we even got into a little bit last week, you know what's going to happen in X number of years. You know who's coming to call. You know who it is. You have to create a thing where he understands that, no, this is your program. You're our bear. Yeah. Don't leave us. That's exactly Mama's calling, I know, but you're our bear. Even if there's an inkling of of building a statue being premature, do what you can any any non-monetary motivation to keep him 
in right. Clemson, you got to do in addition to showing him the money. Right. As, I will. Yeah. I will throw my services and drive to Clemson and wait outside a bar where Dabo Sweeney <laughs> is. And when he's walking out, be like, hey, Dabo. Uh, I got this hooker in the car. You know, if, if you wanna, if you wanna, you can. To you get can him to stay in Clemson. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. Anything yeah. non-monetary, as you explicitly <laughs> stated. And you are a, and that is because you're saying you personally because you are a never dabbo. Oh yeah, we got to keep that guy locked in there. Mm. I bounce back never and forth dabbo. so much, so much. Never. I'm not saying that it wouldn't work. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't want to see the timeline where I have to figure it out. Right. I'd rather live the rest of my life wondering what if Dabo would have came than having to actually endure Dabo coming. Mm-hmm. Never Dabo. I can't state that enough. Hmm. Never Dabo. It's tough. Well, to wrap up our third installment of a little something we like to call Rating the Coaches, uh... Dabo is the clear winner here, which is no surprise. Three fives for Dabo. You know, David Cutcliffe and Justin Afuente Afuente. uh, got straight fours. A lot of of threes. A lot of twos. A lot of twos. This might be the most twos that we've seen. Um, And I think that's just a product of ACC actually being a conference that has coaches that have been there for longer than two years. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. yep. Um, we are going to take on the Big Twelve next week. There are conference that needs Florida State to be very good very quickly. ACC, because I don't think the ACC wants to be a one-trick pony. They've lived that life for a long time, <laughs> and they've finally gotten out of that. And I don't think they want to go back to that again. It doesn't need to be Clemson and the also Rams. Yeah, for sure. They need a Georgia. They need an Auburn. Somebody who will compete with Clemson year in and year out and make them worry about it because you don't want to go the other way. And that's that's the thing. You know, we, we had – that's what the SEC basically has been for a while, but that's just because Alabama has been so good and so dominant. Um, you know, even with the Auburns, with the Georgias, with LSU popping up and having a nine or, nine or ten win season here and there over the past couple of years – um, you know, Miami's going to be there. Uh, I think Virginia tech definitely has the, the chance to be, to be a Georgia, um, a, a marked Rick ran Georgia. Um, Florida state definitely has to get good again. I don't see any other team that is going to be at the, at that top tier. Um, the ACC is never going to be what the sec West was. Uh, like five, six years ago. Um, right. You know, Louisville, I don't see getting any better than they are now in the foreseeable future. So you're only going to have those big four at best. You're going to have Clemson. If Florida State gets good again quickly, Miami is there. And if Virginia Tech can get up, I mean, that's that's really it. So I, I don't know that I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't see the ACC really becoming that dominant, super, super deep conference that you know, doesn't have an unbeaten team because they're beating everybody up. Um, 2017 ACC was, was a year where, you know, you had two, one elite program and then Miami and then everybody else just tripping over their own dicks. <laughs> Desp- 
anybody what Danny That's Canales. That's a very good analysis for a man who watched four ACC games totally. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's because I had to catch a predator on the, the other two mm-hmm. games. So. <laughs> um, any other final, Creel, final thoughts about the ACC? No, I think you hit it on the head. Uh, right now, it's, well, last year we did have the reemergence of Miami until uh, November when Miami fell apart. So it would be nice to have another team sort of rise to the occasion. Uh, so here's hoping Louisville gets rid of Bobby Petrino. Oh, man. Yeah, Louisville needs to get rid of Bobby Petrino before he leaves them for another school. Um, mm-hmm. Well, we're going we're gonna to do the Big 12 next week. Um, I am laughing at, my, at the Big 12 tab on our... <laughs> On our, um, um, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 not as visually attractive as what Creel does, but I am laughing. Ew. I'm laughing that I, <laughs> in the age column, I put Bill Snyder as <laughs> at six hundred thousand five hundred eighty four years old. He's an old man. Years young. He is years young. Years young. Um, so we're we're doing the Big Twelve uh, next next week. We're gonna follow that up with um, the SEC. SEC. SEC, mm, mm, mm. which should it matters be, more. which should be a very God. We really need to get the the woman from the It Matters More commercial as a special guest on Throw the Flag. Oh, we do. Yes, we. This do. is episode fifty six of Throw the Flag. Um, again, we have a website ttfnetwork.com. You can find news and notes about what's coming up. TTF um, also handy links on how to become a Patreon. Um, if you like what we're doing, thank you very much for listening. And how to become a player. <laughs> With Bill Bellamy is actually our webmaster. With Bill Bellamy. <laughs> webmaster Bill Bellamy. <laughs> um, I, we have a friend named Christy who has met Bill Bellamy twice, like 10 years apart. And um, I think he was wearing the same suit in both the, uh, in both the photos that they took. And that's, <laughs> and that's how to be a player. Um, in the coming weeks, we're going to be changing hosting providers for Throw the Flag. You'll need to add us again on your podcasting app under Throw the Flag Football. This feed will remain up for another month or so, then change to a reminder to look for us under our new location. Um, if you'd like to become a Patreon, even as little as a dollar a month we, uh, would help us make some serious investments into the Throw the Flag network, go to patreon.com slash TTF. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash TTF. Tango Tango Foxtrot. Uh, Listen to our other podcast, Cold Dog Soup, and that's discussing. Goodbye, everybody.